Dana and friends are here to talk about it. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Dane and Friends. My name is Dane, and I like to talk about anything and everything. Today, I am so excited because I get to bring you, I know I always say this, but I get to bring you another one of my favorite people, another one of the people that I absolutely love in this world, and a person that I spent a huge amount of time with uh, throughout high school uh, and, and after, and they helped to kind of shape uh, you know, a little bit of who I am as it goes, because every person always brings a little part of them and leaves it inside of you as you get to know them. Uh, they are <laughs> so amazing. Their name is, her name is Alice. Alice, so good to have you on here. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. Um, I'm very excited. I think we should just get into it. So can we circle back to your comment about uh, people come and leave a little bit, piece of them inside you? I think that's uh, called being impregnated. Oh, shit. <laughs> Alice, you impregnated me with love. God, yeah, take my love. <laughs> uh, so very excited. Well, like I said, Alice, uh, I've known Alice for... It's got to be what? <laughs> 15 uh, years? Is it 15 years? Are we getting that close? Probably been like 13, yeah. 13 I think years. Because you graduated, I think, two years above me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I met you when, yeah, when you were a senior. So I would have been a um, sophomore. So I was 15 at the time, and I'm 28 now. So, yeah, 13 years. Fucking long time. That's, that's such a long time. <laughs> and it's been so long since we've gotten a chance to talk. It's just amazing. Um, so Alice has done a huge amount of things in her life and it's why I wanted to have her on here. Uh, I know for quite a while we've got plenty of stories we'll go, we'll, we'll go into some of them of the, of our, our, I wouldn't say troubled youth, but our fun youth as it goes to, but I actually am more excited just because we, we only did a little kind of a pre-talk. We haven't really talked about what you've been getting into. I know the last time, I think the last time we talked, you were doing stuff for like security, cybersecurity, stuff like that, going into, going into something like that. Is there, is that something that you're willing to talk about? I just, I don't know if that's something you kept up with. Yeah. I mean, so the long and short of that is, um, I, when I was probably 21, 22. So, um, you know, five, six years ago, um, I reconnected with my dad, uh, who I hadn't talked to in probably 18 years. Wow. Um, and then found out, and then over time, you know, got back in contact with him, just absolutely loved seeing him, like still talk to him almost every day. Um, but he was really into cybersecurity, which is what got me really interested in cybersecurity. Um, and just showed me a bunch of really cool shit. And then, so I ended up going to the local community college for that, got my degree, um, and had just a really, really hard time finding work in Idaho. Um, so I continued to work at the same crappy little plumbing supply store that I worked at for years. Mm -hmm. um, eventually got another job at a phone company, uh, moved over to San Francisco, where I am now, have been here for about six months, and I'm kind of trying to look into it, start to get my feet wet. Um, obviously with Corona and everything and, you know, uprooting my life after living in the same town and state for 27 years and moving to a place where I literally knew two people when I moved here is a lot. And so trying to start a career at that same time is, is also a lot. So I'm finally starting to get my feet 
you know, wet and kind of get back into the groove of looking for jobs and such. I didn't know that was the reason why you moved over there. Was that was it was because of your job then? That was why you moved, or was it just more of like a? It was like was it like a fresh start sort of thing too? Yeah. So um, there's a lot of things I really love about Boise and Idaho. Um, obviously, Boise, especially right now, is going through a huge rent spike. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also no jobs and that are in like IT fields, um, mostly because a lot of tech companies that are moving here are already filled with employees or they're looking for people with five to 10 years of experience. Um, so trying to actually break into that field or honestly, a lot of IT fields right now is really fucking hard unless you go and get like a four year degree and get placed through your school. Trying to, yeah, just try to find a little bit better way to find a career. Um, also, being trans in Idaho really fucking sucks, even in Boise. Um, getting That's... constantly, like, yelled at or stared at when I'm in the store, getting called slurs, like, isn't really my favorite thing. And it was one of the reasons I didn't go out a whole lot once I actually did come out. Versus here, like, I can walk down the street, full face of makeup, but, like, I'm not, you know, passing. Like, I'm clearly trans. And, like... I don't get glares. I don't get people won't call me names. Like I might get the odd look here or there, but you're gonna get that anywhere to a certain degree. And I'm not trying to paint San Francisco as like some like LGBT mecca or anything, but like the culture is very different, and I'm not getting harassed the same here. That's I, a big that, reason for moving. I guess that's something I just have to think about coming at it from a, a different point of view because I I just I never saw any of that because it was always just you know. People are people, for at least for me. It was always in the mm-hmm. groups that we hung out with. I felt like it was like people are people. We just kind of all deal with our own stuff. I'm sorry that you had to deal with that as it as it came through here. Um, honestly, that <laughs> makes me kind of upset for for, for different parts of it because that is not what I want this state and this city to be, you know, known for or anything like that. And I think that's part of something that people like use as a a stigma for for people coming into this state and things like that but it is not a uh i i can tell you at least within most of the people that i know that that's not that's not a common thing well and i think it's interesting because overall like cultural acceptance of like trans people or people who are non-binary or gender fluid or like under the quote-unquote queer umbrella Mm. is getting a lot better um, overall, we're getting a lot more legal protections and whatnot, um, but that has come as some increased visibility as well. Um, and I've actually, t- interestingly enough, have talked to a couple different people who transitioned. Like uh, when uh, Caitlyn Jenner came out, uh, Caitlyn Jenner came out was the big cultural tipping point mm-hmm. um, that opened up the idea of being trans to a to the majority, I think, of Americans. Um, into a to a some degree a part of the world, <clears throat> um, and like I mean, that's how a lot of people kind of found out about this. Like, oh, you know, X Y Z being trans is possible, um, and then that coinciding with honestly Trump uh, being elected and running for president, which I think everyone saw a huge jump in like bigotry, and people who may have kept their like kind of crappy, bigoted thoughts to themselves, all of a sudden were like, oh, I can say this. Mm-hmm. It's okay. And seeing that intersection hit at the exact same time was really interesting and awful. And it 
that unfortunately there was a lot of those people in Idaho. Um, with the population growth and the culture thing change, I think Boise is going to get better. I don't know if Idaho will for a while. I think that's I think that's a fair statement as it is, but I think everything will continue to grow and move forward. Personally, at least I hope it will. You know, you gotta you always keep moving within it because I. <laughs> you even said it. You you still love this state. You still love this mm-hmm. city. It, it's not like it's bad a lot of the time. Awesome. Um, I actually wanted to talk about this because I don't. It's not something we've ever talked about because you were you were semi in the middle of transitioning like at the very end of the time, the last time I was talking to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you made a, a, a full transition now, now that you're here. Uh, I, I was wondering just cause it's not something that I've ever, it's never been in my head. And so it's not something I think about very often. Um, what, what was the, the tipping point that allowed you to move and feel comfortable going into the transition period is as far as like accepting it and starting hormones or do you mean like socially coming out let's start with accepting it and then we'll go into the socially coming out because that's i think those are two different stories (laughs) yeah so when i was 20 uh 1920 was kind of about the time that i had i guess kind of figured it out because i was uh friends with the trans guy um and he was telling me about being trans and like i didn't really get it and he was explaining it being really nice about it and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I told... And then, like, he explained it some more, and I'm like, oh, yeah, so it's, like, blah, 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 the reverse of basically what he said. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, actually, what? And, like, I explained <laughs> it some more, and I'm like, yeah, no, I totally get that, like, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, cool, you know non-trans people don't say that or think that, right? And I'm like, no, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then that start, planted that seed, accepted it within about a year. Um, and then, finally... I started, I went to a doctor's office actually to start HRT, which is hormone replacement therapy, which is mm-hmm. um, for like trans men, usually testosterone with maybe some other stuff. I'm not a trans man, so I couldn't tell you exactly. Um, for trans women, it's usually like a, a blocker that blocks t- uh, testosterone for being absorbed um, and usually some source of estrogen. And usually there's a few other ones mixed in there for different mm-hmm. things like breast development or... Um, uh, regrowing potentially like hair from like male pattern baldness or other things um, and I actually went into this doctor's office sat down and when my, my name was called I ran out of the office because I was so scared Wow. <laughs> and then about probably six months later uh, that doctor's office had actually moved um, I went into the same doctor's office um, because it was at the time, I was, my, I was very fortunate to be able to be in my parents' insurance, um, but I had already kind of floated the idea past my parents, and they did not take it very well um, initially. And so I, I went and, you know, had paid for it entirely out of pocket, made sure to research a place that wouldn't show up or wouldn't hit the uh, insurance. Um, and I was like, fuck it, I have to do this, otherwise I'm going to die. Like, I, I have to do this. Because yeah, I was, it's, it's, that's one thing that I, I, think has gotten and this is just me from my point of view just with how many people that that i've started to know now in comparison to who i knew back then that were trans and gay and lesbian and and uh, under the you know what as you said the queer umbrella and things like that i feel like a lot more people and i don't know i i don't want i don't want this to come across bigoted i just uh, this was where my my brain goes back then 
it never felt like it was something it felt like it was it was this is me uh like this this is whoever your name is or whatever i'm also this and i feel like uh now the more trans and gay people that i'm starting to meet now that are uh of a different generation are saying i'm i am this i am lesbian i i am trans i am that and then i then this is my name Mm -hmm. and so absolutely it's well and it's been interesting um because like you and i are right on the cusp of millennial and like gen z Mm -hmm. um so you and I have kind of gotten to see this from like a, a interesting perspective and seeing how like LGBT culture has changed and especially with the advent of the internet. Um, think about like the fact that I don't know if you ever used Tumblr a whole lot, but Tumblr had an incredible effect on like the age group that you are and I are in. Mm-hmm. Um, and now Twitter is doing the exact same thing and seeing the mm-hmm. change from like you said, people who are like hey, this is who I am, blah, blah, blah. Also, I'm trans, not a big deal. Anyways, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it was just part of who they were. It wasn't a central identifying like thing versus one of the things that tends to be bigger now is you do have queer people um, who make it more part of their central identity. And it's like the one of the first things that they'll tell you. It's, uh, hi, my name's blah, blah, blah. I'm X, Y, Z, trans queer, non-binary, like, whatever, bisexual, aromantic, ace, you know, whatever labels that they choose to identify, mm-hmm. and ha- and are shifting it from less of, yeah, an outside thing to, no, this is, like, one of the defining things I want you to think of when you, when you think of me. <laughs> it's been interesting seeing, I think, the change over from that, um, and also just seeing people who really dislike that or really disagree with that. Um, and like even the changes where my own self-identity where the longer I go in my transition the less of fact that I'm trans is relevant to me yeah Um, like right now I'm going through a huge wardrobe uh, change I'm like finally pushing myself to actually be a little bit more femme because you've seen you've known me for years my (laughs) staple outfit has been like black skinny jeans combat boots uh, you know vests and like band t-shirts and that has been my wardrobe for the last like <laughs> years and it's only in the last few years that i've actually been like okay like you want to do this just fucking do it yeah. and especially now that i'm not in idaho where if i dress slightly outside the norm i'm not going to get called a slur or followed home like so it's it's interesting i don't know seeing that change in how people perceive themselves and how they want to present their identity and how they want to make whatever gender orientation or gender identity or excuse me, sexual orientation or gender identity as central part of who they are when people think of them. I just think it's, it's always been a weird concept for me because it, it was, I always wanted to look at the person as just like the, you're a full complete 3d person like the, uh, that this part of you doesn't take up the whole part of you. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you have so many more experiences and so many things that are going on in your life. Yeah. As... and Oh, good. No, I, I was just saying. And so it, it can be hard for me when I meet people that are that adamant and very, 
I will say, bullheaded Mm -hmm. uh, about that type of thing being who they are and what they want to, uh, you know, that that's what they want you to know about them. No, absolutely. I mean, uh, you and I both went to high school with a couple of a couple of trans people Mm -hmm. and who I didn't realize they were trans until (laughs) after high school, which looking back is really funny uh, to me, at least like there's some irony in there that maybe funny might not be the right word, but yeah. And it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting seeing that cultural change for sure. Been crazy. Um, So that is, uh, that is an interesting point of view that we're that (laughs) i never think about how much twitter affects everything that goes on with all with everybody now oh all the discourse is on twitter (sighs) it just moved from tumblr over to twitter (laughs) everything good about tumblr moved over to twitter but there's already so much shit on twitter that everything (laughs) just got kind of like spread out everywhere yeah it's it's ridiculous super is uh so let's see so you've (laughs) My gosh, there's so many things that uh, I've thought of with questions. So you said you're going back into cybersecurity as of right now. Uh, is there a particular part of cybersecurity that you're like super excited about? Or is it like a kind of an, I assume it's kind of an overarching oh, umbrella it's a huge, term. Yeah. It's a huge umbrella. There's so many different niches in it and there's so many cool different parts of it. And I, I my wonderful wonderful girlfriend who i love very much um is very connected in that sphere and has introduced me to a lot of people and we've kind of talked about this and she's like you need to find whatever the thing is that whenever you talk to me about halo and your eyes light up you need to find that cybersecurity equivalent she's like you gotta find the shit that makes you passionate when you talk to me about like ships and energy sword designs made on different like alien foundries and weaponsmiths and i'm like no, listen, baby, you don't understand. Between, like, <laughs> the different armor generations of the Mjolnir, and she's like, go look up cybersecurity. Go away. Leave me alone. Go, 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 go. Go, 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 go. <laughs> this is it's so funny. She. This is also the same girlfriend, though, that, like, because um, so we don't live together um, and are not going to anytime soon. Like, mm-hmm. we both like having our uh, space. How, how like, long have you guys been together, just so I have a frame of reference? So, uh, January. So Dang. almost immediately after I moved is when I met. Her. Okay. Okay. But it's it's so funny. I she's talks about like how much she knows I love Halo and stuff and will just like randomly surprise me with different things or she'll be like, "Hey babe, I was watching this Halo lore video in order to understand something you love about." And I'm like, "Oh, oh god. My heart. My heart. My heart. She loves me. Oh god." This, but this is also the same girl who, like, on Monday, I was feeling kind of feeling kind of gross. Like, my I was coughing a little bit and stuff. She showed up to my house, not once, but twice, with food. She was like, you need to eat. You better treat my girlfriend right, or I'll, I'll kick my own ass. And, like, <laughs> so I'm, I'm very lucky. That You very sound like it. You sound like you're incredibly lucky when it comes to... <laughs> I, I, and, like, you've met a bunch of my different partners. Like, I think overall, I, I tend to have pretty good, like choice and people that I date and I usually end up with some pretty incredible uh, partners and usually I I'm still friends with almost every single person that I've dated like good friends with almost every single person I've dated my my very best friend um, was someone who I originally had met back in like junior high and was introduced um, and who's you know been the my like I said like my quote-unquote best friend since like eighth or ninth grade 
Um, I literally met through a friend because I thought she was she was cute, and she thought at the time that I was cute. And like, you know, we held hands at Warp Tour, and now we like just send each other shit posts. I'm like, haha, fuck you, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, and I love that our friend, how our friendship has evolved from that, and it's it's just so funny. I I think I have overall pretty good, pretty good people that I tend to tend to be with. I definitely. Uh... But at least in the later part of it, I definitely knew you in a little bit crazier time uh, as far as like romantic partners and stuff like that. Ooh, and that's true. So, Actually, yeah. So I've met some of them, but like I met you in a pretty crazy part where you were out there with, you know, with with different girls on different <laughs> nights going through. Yeah, and... that was the whore phase that really never <laughs> went away. It's ah. just I kept... <laughs> With being with people who are monogamous and then finally i met someone who was poly and they're like i'm like you can do that and they're like yeah you and i just ha- communicate and i'm like okay well i do that anyways and they're like and then you can fuck whoever you want and just wear protection i'm like <laughs> fucking fortune sun plays i like start thinking about like being 19 20 yeah but no there's you definitely met me during a time when i was really active on like online dating and yeah there is definitely a point where I was going on three to seven dates a week mm-hmm. and was like regularly hooking up with strangers on the internet. I, I was actually, I, cause I, that's a funny, that's an interesting point to bring up. Can we talk about uh, being poly versus being monogamous? Cause that I, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to talk about that with someone. Cause I feel like in my own head, I would, you know, I mean, you know, my parents, I, I was, I grew up in a very religious household and things good like Christian that. Christian boy. Yeah. I'm a good old Christian boy. And so in my head, relationships were always, and personally, because it's all, it's all personal preference of what, what makes you feel comfortable. Uh, they're always going to be monogamous like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I have met more uh, poly people as it's going through and so i think it's an interesting it's it's a good thing to talk about where you're like it doesn't mean you don't love the other person it doesn't mean you don't love the different people that are in your life or if you're doing if you're doing uh you know three partners four partners things like that and so mm-hmm. i know you talked about it a little bit but can you kind of explain a little bit more about what what being poly means to you like what i guess yeah, so, I mean, I think everyone gets the very basic definition of, you know, um, being uh, being polys, you know, usually you see multiple people or something, mm-hmm. and this can come in a huge amount of forms. So, for example, there and there's a lot of, like, terms that ten, tend to be thrown around those communities. Um, for, for example, one of the very common ones is a primary. So you would say, like, you know, the person that you're living with or the person that you're married to or you know, your longtime boyfriend or girlfriend is like your primary. They're the main person that you're always going to come home to or that you're always going to whatever. Um, and then, you know, other people are uh, metamors, I think, if I remember right. I could be mm. fucking this up. I, re- I really actually don't care about polyculture. Okay, um, yeah. At least in Boise it, because I think it, the Boise scene of that's kind of weird and creepy. Yes. Um, <laughs> and that scene, actually, some that scene does attract a lot of creepy people and people that are that do absolutely take advantage of that dynamic and people new to that dynamic um and just spits them up and and choose or choose them up and spits them out um but like for example my particular poly um that i have is i don't have like 
a quote-unquote primary. Um, I don't have a, I guess, hierarchical ranking mm-hmm. of the people that I see. People I see or people I see, you know? I, I have my girlfriend who I've, you know, been seeing pretty seriously. Um, I, she's going to meet my parents next week. That's, I mean, the, that's this, amazing. She's right, coming. Is, she she's coming with you. To uh, the... She's gonna be there in the later half. Okay. Um, and because she's gonna be doing um, night vision um, training in uh, in Nevada, and then we'll come back up on the later half of the week um, to see Boise and see Idaho and like because I'm I'm I really want to show her where I grew up and kind of explain. And she makes fun of me for kind of growing <laughs> up in Idaho, like very lightly and jokingly. Of course. But she's like, oh. You know, you're from Daho, which is how she introduces me from the Um But, God damn it, and I got off on a tangent. Uh, no, you're this. you're fine. <laughs> I was just um, talking about your specific your specific relationship, how you deal with it, and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, and um, so my thing is like super not in a hierarchical. So I have you know her, um, who I love very much, is very important to me. I'm very serious about. Would fucking do anything. Would die for this girl. Um, I have you know, a person, a partner, um, who lives in outside Seattle, who I have seen maybe once or twice in the last year because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been kind of seeing them since for almost two years. And they're, they kind of tend to view Polly in a very similar way. Um, and they're just another partner, someone who I care a lot about. I talk to very often and, you know, I fuck whoever I want. I wear protection. Um, just do what I want, basically, while <laughs> making sure to communicate and respect everyone's boundaries and you yeah. know, making sure I'm occasionally checking in to make sure that everyone's doing good. Because, I mean, that's the foundation of any successful relationship is re- setting, respecting boundaries and communication. And I can do that with multiple people. And as long as everyone's on board, there's transparency, that's that's fine. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes... But it's not for everyone. Yeah, for sure. Because I, I think that sometimes people get like you said that they're new to the scene and things like that they come into it thinking it's going to be maybe this isn't exactly what they're thinking but like at least from what i've seen where they think it's like it's going to be poly for a little bit and then it slowly like wears down into more of like this is what i this is more of my primary relationship or what however it is that you said that and there are then there are people like you that that that's not in your that's not really what you want to do and so that can lead to a lot of like hurt feelings and Mm -hmm. uh different things like that and so it just makes it uh it adds it adds more layers to a relationship but it's like you said if it's if you're truly being honest and open with people then people shouldn't have a problem with it if they are If they're if they're believing the same thing that you believe, if they are truly committed yeah. to, it. I uh, I actually had a woman that I saw for a little bit who was married. Um, she had like a, few, a couple kids. She was in her forties, um, and this was probably the end of twenty nineteen. Um, mm-hmm. so right b- before going into COVID, um, and it was her first poly relationship. Um, and so like the first time that she came over, like her husband came with, like I shook his hand. I was like, Hey, like, it's really nice to meet you. Blah, 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 blah. Had this whole thing. Um, and she, we eventually hit this point where I was like, Hey, like this isn't working out X, Y, Z. 
um, for like various reasons. And she actually sent me a message like a month later and was like, I am so sorry for how this went. You're the first person I saw um, when my husband and I decided to start being open. Um, I really wasn't doing a good job of communicating or regulating my own emotions. It was just a lot all at once. I do apologize. I've been a lot better then, and I want to thank you for how much that you've helped me and helped educate me on, like, being a better partner and stuff. And, like, this is a woman who has, a get, like, with, like, like, three kids talking to some fucking 20, dumbass 25-year-old kid, <laughs> who, and who I was like, oh, well, you're welcome. I'm glad to have helped you. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just it was just kind of an, an interesting little like crossover. And she still messages me every once in a while just to see how I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm in San Francisco. And she's like, that's fucking awesome. Bah. <laughs> I can love her. <laughs> so I know you wanted to. Uh, do you want to talk about there are some stories I know you said you wanted to tell on the on the podcast so that. I guess now that we now that we've gotten to know you a little better since you've known me so long, do you want to tell some stories about me? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, so let's let's start back in high school. Um, so you and I originally know each other, I think, through theater. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how we met each other, and I can remember you, me, and I think uh, Wes were all in the same theater class, and we're just cracking jokes. I don't remember if actually Wes was or not. No, Wes wasn't. It was just you and me. Um, but we had some friends in common. Um, and I distinctly remember meeting you or like talking to you for the first time and being like, this motherfucker is funny as shit. And like you and I just immediately hit it off from just cracking joke after cracking joke after cracking joke. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I, we talked about this a little bit before we started the podcast, but like one of my all time, my all time favorite high school memory of you is you for a while, I don't know if you still do this. You had this kind of interesting habit and mannerism of when you laughed you would turn to the side to laugh and you were leaning up against a locker and i said something funny and you thought it was super funny you laughed and fucking smacked your head into a locker and about knocked yourself out and i'm fucking in tears trying to make sure you're okay and you're like oh my god that was fucking amazing are you okay holy shit like trying not to laugh like really concerned but it was so goddamn funny I, I'm a left turner. I can't help it. I'm a left. <laughs> Boom! Right into yeah. it. Oh. And I, I distinctly remember looking over and seeing the theater teacher down the hallway just being like, and she got like these huge eyes and walked away. And for, like for reference, she's like five nothing. She's a oh, yeah. tiny, very tiny person. She could not have done anything. She's like, all right, they got it handled. Uh, bye. <laughs> oh, that, that wonderful woman. But that, yeah, so that was... Like I said, my favorite high school story. And then uh, we kept in touch for a little bit after, mm-hmm. uh, once you graduated. I think we hung out, you know, a few times here and there. And I think we really reconnected when we both worked at the same call center. Um, yes, yeah. Doing tech support. Um, and it so was, that was... Pretty... It was terrible work and I hated it. Oh, fucking so awful. Holy <laughs> shit. I don't miss working call centers, but God damn it, if I wasn't good at that job. Oh, you uh, were amazing. I... <laughs> I was, so I was constantly was like... in the top 10 the, the last month I was there. Like, I hit my peak, and I was like, peace, I'm out. I mean, I mean I'm going to tell a story now, because right. this is one of those. Because we were pretty heavy drinkers in that day. Oh, yeah. At, right, right at that time. And I remember specifically, because I had passed out the night before at your house. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I was just, like, on the floor, passed out, and you were like, I'm going to bed. Off. 
<laughs> and I came back out and I like, like it, we, cause we, we knew we had to go into work the next day, but we didn't have to go until like three, but we didn't wake up until like one thirty or two. Yeah, and you and I like, worked I, from four to like 12 at night for yeah. reference. So all of our hijinks were at like fucking midnight. <laughs> uh, and so I'm just like wiping drool off my face and getting up, like not even knowing where I'm at. And uh, for reference, uh, Alice's favorite thing to do was have a huge box of wine at all times. And so all I get is this, all I get is this giant coffee mug (laughs) that she is just filled with with box wine. (laughs) And and she goes, all right, we're in. (laughs) We both have to. She makes me chug it. We do a second. We do a second coffee mug, and then we're like, "All right, time to take an Uber. We're going." To- <laughs> yeah, we fucking got. We're going to work. We're fucking just hammered. Because you're like, and like, all I remember is the dog. <laughs> all I remember is you saying, "This is what this is going to hit right at the perfect time on the phones." <laughs> I I seriously had some of the most fun times that I've ever had just wandering the streets at three in the morning with you. Super drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, I even made this comment before we started of when I tell people stories about like what you and I used to get up to, it's interesting because I have to preface it with these aren't things that I would do now. And there's a lot of stuff that was either dumb or stupid or was just kind of mean to like other people. But God damn it, if they don't make for really fun fucking stories. Yeah, I, I distinctly re- remember the couches in your uh, basement being incredibly comfortable, incre- especially oh. when you're drunk. We're all fucking around <laughs> on the PS3. <laughs> Dude, they're the best things when you're drunk. Just <laughs> and, that, and that fucking air hockey table. Oh, my God. You... <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see if my parents listen to this one. <laughs> so we had a rocky table at one point downstairs under uh, like in the basement, and we're going through, and I am wiping the floor with Alice in air hockey. To, to preface, we played air hockey for multiple hours every time that we drank, and I we literally just used to get so fucking into it, and it was so much fun. Oh yeah, to the point where like. We had these rules of pain tolerance where you, yeah, sure, you can put down your arm to block the shot, but I'm going to start aiming for your arm yep. as fucking hard as I could. <laughs> like, it just got awful. Um, continue. Sorry. No. So uh, we had, we were going, I was just wiping the floor with her, and I was, I was feeling cocky. You know that when you're drunk and you're just like, mmm, yeah, kicking your ass, like, like missing some shots on purpose sort of situation, cockiness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got up to fucking nine zero. You had one point to win. You were nine zero, and you're like, "Yeah, you think you're so fucking tough now?" Blah blah blah. And I'm just like super drunk, and I'm like, I remember just being like immediately having this moment of like stone cold sober and like filled with malice. And I'm like, Dane, if I win, I'm gonna sh- hold you down and shit in your mouth. And I don't know why I said that, but I was really drunk and I was really confident. And he. Dan's like, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> if I win, you have to like bring me a beer or something. And I'm like, you don't want equal stakes? And you're like, no, it's 9-0. Why the fuck would I do that? So I start fucking going for it. 
and I'm and I get up to like nine five, and I'm I'm catching up, and Dane starts to sweat a little bit. <laughs> nine six, Dane's like nine seven, <laughs> nine eight. Finally, we hit nine nine, and Dane is like, because <sighs> he knows <laughs> he I, he. It's so funny. I was like obviously like joking, but Dane has told me multiple times when we talked about the story of him. Uh, he's like that he that you or that I'm talking about you in third person. Like you're not fucking. <laughs> The uh, like you told me multiple times that you were like, she will absolutely hold me down and shit my mouth if I lose. <laughs> I was too cocky, and like, I remember like missing, and you just perfectly deflected it back into my goal. So you won, uh, and you like threw the puck on the ground, put your hands in the air, and you're like, oh thank fucking god, holy shit, like a weight, the biggest weight had been lifted off your shoulders, and I was pissed. <laughs> And then we laughed about it, and then we just kept drinking. But I just, I will never forget that. And like, anytime I see an air hockey table, I just immediately think about texting you and just threatening you. <laughs> we will have to find, when you come down here, we will have to find a bar with an air hockey table in it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All the marbles. All the marbles are coming. <laughs> God. Holy shit. Well, so we've talked about you now. <laughs> we've talked about me. We've had. Some of the weirdest fucking shit happened to me in my life that you were a part of. And it has always been <laughs> like, I had a lot of days, like, like you said, where like, I was like fucking hurting after, <laughs> after our night of great fun, but they are memories that I will never forget. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> or, the, or the amount of t- like time you, you and I just spent playing like Xbox and shit, just super drunk, like shooting the shit, or like if we ever needed to be serious or talk about serious shit, like you and I were always able, able to do that. But we had this very interesting point in our lives where we sort of maximized like being there for each other and just having a fuck ton of fun. Yeah. And like I, I distinctly remember multiple people asking me if we were dating oh seriously because you and I, yeah because you and i were like kind of like jokesy like homoerotic towards each other kind of yeah and like we still are um <laughs> i like have zero doubts that i will slap your ass when i see you in full public and i'll make sure everyone sees it and i'll be like miss that and like slap you on the ass or something mm, do it again we'll probably be <laughs> harder yeah um in my mouth next time yeah no it'll be uh it'll be it'll be interesting and it but it was so funny how close like because you and i are still close but like how close you and i were at that time and like you and i had the very epitome especially for those years of a bromance oh very much so it, and it was it was wonderful to experience it was so great i mean for the definitely i would say for that for that time period you <laughs> You were probably the person that I told, like the most to, like the I, because mm-hmm. you, <laughs> it's that weird idea. I'm gonna kind of come back into like a little more serious moment, but, uh, it's that idea that when you when you look at people, you always kind of hide a piece of yourself, like whether it's on Absolutely. purpose or not. There's there are these just shades of yourself that that you show to people. And you, right? <laughs> especially at that time, you were the person that I shared like the most of myself with. Because absolutely, because uh, we I, we had so many talks where we talked about. Because yeah, I'm. I would say that 
we definitely we definitely talked about uh transition uh, you transitioning and stuff like that and different things mm-hmm. like that i remember making the stupid comment i don't remember if you remember this but i said that <laughs> what would happen i was afraid when you would transition that you would go away and become someone i didn't <laughs> i didn't recognize and you came back and we would have sex and then you would be like ha gotcha <laughs> Great. <laughs> See, you, you don't even know. I'm in it for the long haul. I'm, I'm actually, funnily enough, scheduling facial surgery, and I'm not going to show you. I'm not going to post any pictures because I'm going to show up in Boise and I'm going to fucking catfish you, motherfucker. You don't even know. This has all been the long game. <laughs> See, I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah, haha. That's definitely no, not what's that's, going that's on. That's not what's happening at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> Shut up, Dane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Fine. Oh, I have missed you so much. I really have. I've missed you too. And I know, <laughs> I'm so happy that, and I'm, I talk. I think I talk about this every single podcast, but I'm so happy that this allows me to basically get back in touch with people. Because there's this weird thing with like the people that were in your lives before where you were like, hey, we should hang out or hey, we should do this. But, like, if no plan is actually made, everybody kind of is just like, all right, and then I never see you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, uh, even the last couple weeks when you and I have been messaging back, I'm, like, trying to, like, because I know that. And, like, I'm trying to, like, fuck, figure out dates because my life is super hectic right now, especially with going back to Boise. And you're like, hey, do you want to do it tonight? And I'm like, cool, this is like my one free night this week. Fuck yeah, let's nail it down. And I'm so happy we were uh, finally able to do it. Oh, for sure. And I hope that because uh, we have plenty of other options for podcasts and stuff like that. And I hope that you will come and be a part of, at least over Discord, you'll come and be a part of like the Halo one. We're, we're going through uh, all the all of the halo games and how they relate to the books and things like that. And so like the lore is coming through everything. You, you mean the entire book collection that I own? <laughs> also, I don't think we recorded this. I also just showed Dane that I got two thigh tattoos. One of which is an energy sword that goes from my hip to my knee <laughs> on my left leg. And it's... So yes, I will absolutely do that. <laughs> That's amazing. And plus, I'm super down for more talking about like once once you get kind of more into it. And since you have you like you said, your girlfriend, we talk more about like cybersecurity, getting into that type of stuff, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some really fucking interesting things going through all of that. But as it is right now, I feel like this is a, a, a good stopping point. Yeah, personally. absolutely. Um, thank you so much for being a part of this. I, like I said, I miss you. I love you. You are amazing. Um, and just to talk to the audience, I love all of you guys too. You guys are the things that make this, you know, possible. <laughs> uh, if you enjoy what we do, just hit us up. We've got Facebook. We've got Instagram. We've got uh and what else do we have? TikToks. We're throwing out TikToks now. We're, we're on YouTube. Um, we're going to have a Patreon that will have like a separate private Discord that you can come and chat with all of us. And it's going to be amazing. Um, if you have any ideas, just hit me up on one of those. Or if you're not comfortable doing any of that, 
uh, just email me at daneandfriendsemail at gmail.com with, you know, whether you liked us, whether you hated us, whether you fucking have any ideas or anything like that. And if you come to the point where you're like, hey, these guys are amazing. I want to, like, give them money, which is, holy shit, I, <laughs> I barely have enough money to do that. And that would be amazing. Uh, we have, uh, you can support us on anchor.fm slash Dane and Friends. Uh, like we said, we're going to have a Patreon where we're going to have different levels of all sorts of like crazy bloopers and fun, like like full raw video and things like that. <laughs> oh, God, I almost said a really bad thing that if we get to a certain point, <laughs> you're going to have a video of Alice shitting in my mouth. Russian, you're talking about impregnating your friends. God, what the fuck happens on this podcast? What the fuck has happened since we last spoke? I'm into it. I know. That's why. That's why you're back now. Uh. So yeah, it just um. <laughs> just come be a part of our friend group. Come be a part of our family. We want you to to find a, a group that you know will always accept you, no matter what. All right. Thank you so much. And like I said, I love you, Alice. Thank you. And I love you all. Goodbye. Philosophy, topography, Star Wars, cryptozoology, comic books and textbooks, they're all the same. They all deserve some room inside your brain. Let's talk about it, let's talk about it. Dane and friends are here to talk about it. Let's talk about it, let's talk about it. Dane and friends are here to talk about it.